amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number eight of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I've been geeking out for most of my life. I'm the mom of a five, no, no, she's not five, duh, six. She's almost <laughs> done with kindergarten. Oh my God. Crazy. Hearing all the feels. I think the next week we record will be her last week of kindergarten. Wow. Um, I am joined by fellow mom Regina McMenemy, who is the mom of a four-year-old. She's also from the Geek Embassy. I'm going to leave the Geek Embassy cred to you. I'm not going to go spouting okay. um, my Geek Embassy. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, honestly, I just forgot that I didn't say it. Um <laughs> So Regina is that geek at the Geek Embassy. I, I just write for him. Um, <laughs> we're also joined by a resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com and the father of three kids. Hey, Stephen. Hi. Is it Hi. E3 yet? Is E3, more appropriately, is E3 over yet? Because yeah. um, <laughs> I'm like tired. You. I'm tired yeah. already. Oh, no. You're That's really in for, for it you. then. Yeah. 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 You're done. Yeah, E3 is next week, by the way, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking at the week, it was the week after next, but. That would um... be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love another week. Nope. Yeah. I'm not going to prepare myself because Isaac's going. So um, I wasn't expecting that for another week, but well. Oh, he's going? Fine. Yeah, for is a couple he, days. Is he working or is he hanging out? He's hanging out this year. He's hanging out this year. Well, isn't that so. nice? I mean, that's his thing. That means I can't. That means I can't go to his booth and get a T-shirt. That's that's the crap. (laughs) Well, you know, Mike. I mean, we could talk about this more in a minute, but Microsoft's not on the show floor this year, anyhow. Um, But anyhow, we can we can discuss that. Mixer is what Mixer is, and Microsoft has their own thing. It's just down the hall. It's just down the street. Yes, I'm just saying they're not on the show floor. Yeah, technically but, they're not on the show. Floor. I mean, all right. So right. technicality. I mean, but they're still there. Yes, yes. I'm not saying they're not there. This actually though is the first year that they haven't been on the show floor because there's oh, been wow. lots of debates going around about how important E3 is anymore. Uh, spoiler: so It's probably not publishers, right? It's probably <laughs> not. Seven, yeah, yeah. Um, so Regina and I just got some good news. Our Game of Thrones panel got approved for Geek Girl Con. Yay! To talk about Game of Thrones in front of an audience. Yes. Uh, which actually be the first time that I've done that, believe it or not. So um, super excited about that. Geek Girl Con's at the end of October in Seattle. If you're in the area, you should come see us. Um, what else has been going on? PAX West tickets. Went on sale and very promptly sold out. Sold out, yeah. Um, we have tickets for, we didn't get a Saturday ticket, but we have tickets for the other three days. And Isaac's is like, oh, we didn't get Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, we don't need four days anyhow. Like, 
I would stay home. Right. Like last year, I stayed home on Sunday anyhow because I was just exhausted. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll be fine. But we did get tickets. Uh, so that's good because lots of times, like, you hear it, <laughs> like, hard. You hear it fifth hand before you even have a chance to mm-hmm. go try. So yep. we got um, Let's see. What else is going on? Not a lot. Everybody's been sick. Which is why, listeners, apologies, which is why we haven't recorded an episode in a while. Yeah. Um, it like was rough. Half. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Stephen? A year and a half. Like a year and a half. I mean, <laughs> um, our super fans have had yeah. more than an, have had their fill of me, at least, because <laughs> I, I fill in the gaps. Right. Okay. Just make sure whenever y'all are taking, whenever the three of us are down for the count, I manage um, and record far too many episodes. And I was on a lot of podcasts over the last handful of weeks doing a press tour, basically. Oh, look yeah. at you. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I did an episode of Game On Girl. I did an episode of Game On Girl. Interviewing Who did you Mat- interview this time? Uh, Matisse Fletcher from the Living Computers. Um, yeah. Right. Right, right, right. I yeah. listened to her. She's I listened awesome. to that one. It was very good. Um, you need to. I would like if you connected me with her. <laughs> sure. Because I would like to interview her, and yeah. in exchange, I will get you um, Amanda Farrow. Okay. I'm sure she would go on your show. That deal. Um, and I have a few <laughs> others that I think you may. I yeah. have some other people. Awesome. I need. Let's I need get your people. calendar filled. Yeah. You know, I need. You know who would be a good guest on your show? You. Um, you met you no because no. I'm not a, because I'm not a girl. Um, and this came on girl. Um, you could talk to my wife. That'd be interesting. That'd be um, cool. uh, because largely because you've never spoken to my wife, so it'd be kind no, of interesting. V- vaguely, no, she was on. She interviewed me on your show. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's when right. Okay, that, but so when once. I was doing my book tour, yeah. So once, um, yeah. you know who would be good? Uh, Nicole Tanner. Yeah, I know. Nicole's <laughs> on my list of people to get on, but then she got sick. So. <laughs> Right. Yes. I'm just saying, I think. No, I know. I I, I told her she was the first person I said, you know, we need to get this together so we can talk about your your history writing for the game industry so we can have a little bit of the background here. So, wait, she's written in the game industry before? (laughs) No, just a one or two articles. Just a couple of little. Yeah. Bit. She freelanced a little bit. A little yeah, bit. Just, just a tad. Just here and there. Freelance yeah. for somebody's free word, uh, WordPress blog. Yeah. <laughs> about about uh, war game, mini- like uh, miniature war games. Uh, right. Yes. Um, and the babysitting <laughs> review. Um, Right. <laughs> um, God. I, we, I have Thanks missed this. Thanks for reminding me about that, Stephen. Oh, wait. You don't like being reminded of that? Let me make a note of this. <laughs> um, so um, I missed it. It was guys. painful. It was one of the most painful gaming experiences I have had in my life. I will trade you that for playing seven hours of Star Stables or whatever nonsense. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you did that to me, and I didn't even get paid for it. At least for Babysitting Mama, you got paid for it ostensibly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I almost forgot that I did that to you, Stephen. Yeah. Oh, Still yeah, not sorry, was... though. No. <laughs> well, I wouldn't expect you to be sorry, because you are heartless. It's fine. Um, games. So um, there's, there were a ton of video games and there stuff were. that happened in the last three weeks. Yes. yes. Well, because we're leading into E3, so everybody's yes. like, oh, hey. Yeah. By the way, we're going to be talking about this and we'll let you know a little bit. Yeah. 
just and it's bit. the rush to get uh, to get the attention before the yeah. show. Yeah, and to race the leaks. I really yes. think a number of these announcements were people going, "Nah, this crap's going to leak, yo. Let's just yeah. do it." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, some of the big ones, um, well, I'm going to skip ahead. So from a family perspective, the big one is Pokemon Let's Go, which is a crazy new Pokemon game, going to be playable on the big screen for the first time. Correct, Steven? It's not been on a handheld? Technically, no. There have been Pokemon games that have been playable on a big screen. However, this is the first time a... Pokemon RPG ish game is on uh-huh. the big screen. So it's, I have to be laser precise with my language, but for all intents and purposes, this is still a huge deal. Oh, um, yeah. It's a role playing game. Um, it's not a core generation, it's not Gen 9, but right. um, it's still a very big deal. Um, this thing's going to sell so much. It's going to yeah, sell so much. So besides being on the big screen on the Switch, it's also couch co-op um, for the first time. And it also integrates with, with, yeah, with Pokemon Go. You can uh, take what you catch in Pokemon Go and move it into your game. And yeah. you can also play with this little Pokeball mm-hmm. thingamajig. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> How much are those? Have they have those been released? Did they release that with Pokemon Go or no? No, no, no. no. Pokemon Go, they had the little bracelet thing. Right. 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 Oh, and yes. That's one of those, by the way, for Pokemon Go. Um uh-huh. so what's awesome about that thing is it's only possible because Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which are the full names of the two games, right. are um, playable with one hand. Right, yeah. So, um, which is just so cool. Like, I, I mean, just a lot of the little decisions when they made this game were brilliant, right? Like, little mm-hmm. things that I never would have thought of, like making it playable with one hand so they can use this Pokemon controller. Um, I, oh man, I can't even, like, I just think that's that's super rad. The fact that it uses the Pokemon Go catching mechanics, uh-huh. um, they're going to be, there are millions of people who this, their first experience with Pokemon was Pokemon Go and they liked right. it, but you know, they fell off of it because that's what you do with games. Yeah. Especially a game like that one that didn't really have a lot to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that there's going to be advertising where they're going to show you front and center. Oh, you're just playing Pokemon Go on the switch. And that by itself is enough. That's going to get people my man. It is so. It is a very good decision. Um, I'm gonna say it now. This would be one of the biggest games of the Christmas. Yeah, it's gonna definitely. be hard to find. Yeah. Um, if if you're thinking about getting a Switch and this game, I actually think that just pre-order the game. Even if you're gonna like get the Switch on layaway or figure out how to get that later, pre-order this game. It's gonna be hard to find. That's my yeah. recommendation. I don't think they're gonna make enough. Yeah. Especially if you if you want Pikachu. Right. right. Yes. It's <laughs> I think it's going to breathe some new life into Pokemon Go. Too. Oh, definitely. We're yeah. already my son has already redownloaded it on all of our phones oh, um, wow. and played it. Now it's already having an impact. It's having a small impact, right? Like it's a mind yeah. share thing. Right. But as soon as it's like close mm-hmm. and you see the commercials and no, absolutely. It's going to. I don't know if it'll ever re- reach those same heights. Right. But I mean, it doesn't need to. 
a five yeah. percent bump on a game that makes a, a million dollars a day. Yeah, is a lot of dollars, you know, like <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. So, man, that is so rad. And my daughter, this is going to be her first Pokemon game. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Anna tried playing. We had Anna. She, for some reason, like I found an unopened copy of Pokemon Black, which of I got you did. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was when I was doing um, what they play, which was part of IGN, because um, I didn't really play Pokemon, but we got, you know, copies of it. Um, so I gave her that to play and she wasn't quite. I mean, this was like a year and a half ago. So she wasn't quite there as far as being able to play it herself because she couldn't read yet and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But she's mm-hmm. totally, like, going to love this thing. So, Oh, yeah. Um, this is going to be perfect. Because, it, you know, so I, I, absolutely. She loves Pokemon Go because still, whenever we travel, she's like, hey, Mom, maybe there's some Pokemon here. We should look. So, like, uh, and I have caught some really great Pokemon in airports. So I do have to give her yeah. credit there. Airports so, and hotels yeah. have been the best yeah. places I've had the best luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that game is coming in November. As Steven said, there are two versions of it there's a Pikachu and an Eevee version. Yep. Um, what else? The, the other. One, just get it. Right. <laughs> um, other big game, at least in my opinion, that was announced recently is Fallout 76. 76. Um, it was announced in that it has a little teaser trailer with a, a cover of John Denver's Country Roads and lots of little Fallout stuff in a bedroom. And that's mm-hmm. about all that it shows. The mm-hmm. funny thing to me is that they had that, that live stream on Twitch going for what was it like a day mm-hmm. of just a bobblehead sitting well, there. there. The best part is they had um the best part is they had two hundred thousand people watching it at one point. Right? <laughs> and it was just a bobblehead. And yeah. at one point, someone from their PR had a Vault Boy puppet. I didn't know. And like this. got onto the camera and started dabbing <laughs> with the puppet. <laughs> and you know what? It was genius because there were 200,000 people watching this stream. Yeah. Of nothing. Nothing. Right. right yeah. And it was, and it, it probably cost them a hundred bucks. Right. To set yes. that up. And, you know, like, I'm sure that um, maybe even less. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, somebody sure just that- had to get a bobblehead sit it on a desk. I mean, obviously, I had to make sure that the background was in place and everything. But really, like, 100 bucks, I think, is a high end. Well, I mean, they had, yeah. to pay empl- they had to pay employees to, like, do stuff. And that costs money. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but, like, still, minimal cost for maximum hype. And they kept that yes. going for just the right amount of time. Because yes. eventually, that would have gotten boring. Like, they could have played that stream until e3 yeah <laughs> and eventually it would have turned into like somebody would have rioted it would have been like this crazy meme mm-hmm. you know at this point yeah. but they kept people going just until they were until it's like all right this is just nothing and then boom yeah you know um so i think that was kudos to the pr team like yeah. Sometimes for stunts like that, I wish I was in the white in the room with the whiteboard like who thought of that hey let's just stream the fallout logo right yeah like it was so good so good um i don't know that i really want to play this game though um based on the thing is is we still don't know a ton about it like there have been people like rumors flying here and there and supposed leaks about what it is and all that kind of stuff jason schreier 
Okay. With my tr- I trust Jason Schreier from Kotaku with my eldest child's life. <laughs> okay. I because didn't read dude, his. What did he say? Um, Jason Schreier of Kotaku um, is who he's the guy that breaks assass- who leaks, who breaks the news on Assassin's Creed every year, et cetera. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, he said that it's going to be very likely a multiplayer um like rust or h1z1 like one of those like multiplayer survival games right as opposed to a traditional role-playing game right Um, yeah i don't think anybody thinks that it's going to be traditional i've heard a few things there's that so it's going to be something like arc um or something like that and then also i've heard people tossing around that it might be something like a state of decay type gameplay as well which would be cool so um yeah so that is coming that's coming. Is that coming November as well, or sometime? Oh, we have fall? no release date. We know that oh, they're okay. giving us they're giving us data um, at their at press E3. conference at E3. Yeah. Um, if I was, if you put a gun to my head and told me I had to pick a day that it's coming out, I would pick sometime in November. Yeah, <clears throat> because you know that's what they, they they can do that, and who knows how long this game's been in development. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and being that it's one of those multiplayer games, this could be a game that's just in beta. So they don't even have to have it be done. Right. Yeah, exactly. They could go to E3 and be like, you can play it now. And the world. Yeah, that is entirely games. another possibility. Like, yeah. especially if it's going to be like an early access game. Yeah. They're like, oh, and by the way, you can play Fallout 76 today. Like, it's yeah. on Steam right now and coming to Xbox and PC in a month. Yeah. Totally could picture that. Yeah. Or I mean, I said Xbox and PS4, but I said the wrong thing. But like right. they could totally do that, set the universe on fire, um, yeah. and they would love it. All I know yeah. is I will try and play it at E3. You will try and play I'll it. I'll report back. I yeah. know, that doesn't sound like my jam, but man, a lot of people are really interested in it. Yeah, I am super interested in it too. But I mean, another like sort of factoids, I don't know how much listeners know about the Fallout uh, universe and the Fallout canon, but this game is going to be set the earliest of any Fallout game in the timeline. Yeah. I think so that's more fascinating to me than anything else. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. For the lore nerds, this is going to be real rad. Yeah. yeah. That's what so I was more interested in than anything else about it. Like, yeah. I want to know the story, but I've only ever watched Fallout. I didn't play it, so. Yeah, so it's supposed to take place 20 years after the catastrophe, atomic war, whatever happened, mm-hmm. um, where all the other ones have been like 100 plus years after that happened. And so it's funny. I was talking to Isaac about that. He's like, so I doubt that there have been time for any ghouls to have evolved. Probably not. Right. Like, I mean, I I think I read somewhere that fallout one is where the, the, the villain was the master. And that is a guy who was the first super mutant. And he created the super mutants and this predates him. So that means no super mutants. So, I mean that, I think that makes sense. Like if it's a, you know, like a rebuilding game, then this could just be crazy wild animals, like no people anywhere except for the survivors. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, and well, no, that's not true because there are people that live not that survive that are not in the vaults, but you know what I mean? Like limited, no society, at yeah, all yeah um you know no i think this is super rad um yeah. it's not my jam but i look forward but but this is one of those games that i'm super happy will exist if it's like that 
Yeah. I want it to exist and I want people to love it because it sounds like the kind of game that could be cool. Yeah. I'm just worried for the revolt from the people that set themselves up for disappointment mm. by expecting it to be a full-on RPG. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that. Definitely not going to be that. Although, man, State of Decay type gameplay, that would be awesome. I've been playing State of Decay 2 um, for the past week. Uh, I'm just going to toss it in there now. We don't do an official what we're playing section, but um, it's pretty much the first one, which is not a bad thing. There's not a a lot different there. Um, It's, you know, you're still trying to survive using multiple types of people uh, from the zombies. You've got your base where you can build your things and it's permadeath. If you, uh, if you lose, yeah, if you lose, which happened to me, (laughs) 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 my my first, this is my, my first game. Like, and it always happens to me. I'm really dumb about going out on these missions without enlisting (laughs) a follower to come with me. And so I lost my, my most important person. I was like, so I just started a new one. Now I don't think that this was the case in the old one, but you can just set up a new community where you can pick um, the three people that you want. So based on their stats, so you can just mix and match whoever you want to make your community, which is a lot better than just being, given what you're given um as part of the story so um so i started that we've lived three days stockpiles are low i always make the mistake of recruiting too many people too Mm. soon and then all your food runs out gotta be careful with that balance so yeah yeah so i already had to exile somebody (laughs) whatever (laughs) the rest (laughs) of the people were were happy because were they a jerk at least yes I'm actually going to try this game out after E3. I really am kind of intrigued by it. I don't. I, I really don't like zombies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't either. But, that's why when I think when if Fallout 76 turns out to be the same mechanic, that's awesome because I am over zombies as well. Like this game, the gameplay is so cool that that's the only reason that I would play this. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm interested, and I mean, I got the Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, that's the advantage to Xbox Game Pass. It's like, well. I might I may as well try it. It doesn't cost me anything extra. And if I love it, then great. And if I don't like it, um, I can hit delete and feel no shame. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So like we said, E3 is coming next week. Um, what are some of the predictions? I've been reading around. I'm not I mean, obviously we talked about this last time we recorded that Walmart Canada leaked a ton of stuff yeah. that has now been confirmed. Um but I'm still not, I don't know, I'm not seeing anything that's super surprising. I'm hoping somebody drops a big surprise somewhere, but everything else is just kind of, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's not meh, but it's what I, I was expecting. I know it's, 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 yeah, I'm with you. Um, I am sure someone is going to say something. Yeah. Um, Cause I know, so knowing what we know, right. Um, EA has come out and said that they're going to have, I mean, we know they're going to have Madden and FIFA. So why waste that space on the page, but they're right. going to have Anthem. They're going to yes. have a big blowout on Anthem, um, which looks cooler literally every second. Um, we know Sony is going to be focusing on, uh, they, they've already said they've got four games. So we know we're going to see, um, Spider-Man, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, which so far we don't really know anything about, and I'm super hyped to find out about that game. Um, and what's the fourth one? Oh, and a little game called The Last of Us Part Two. Right. Um, 
which is uh, set in the Pacific Northwest. So like one of your houses could be in it. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and um, so we don't know a lot about Microsoft. I mean, yeah. outside of the fact that I'm going to guess that they have a Forza game because, duh. <laughs> um, but other than that, like I literally have no idea. Like normally I have kind of an idea, but I don't, yeah. um, um, which is a good thing for them. I, cause the, everything they do is a surprise to me. Um, yeah. I really, I, I mean, this is going to sound really dumb, but I'm really hoping that they at least show me a logo for Fable. I just want a logo for Fable. I know it's not super likely, but I just want it. <laughs> Even if they're going to put the logo up and then find a studio to make it, I'm fine with that. Um, um, Ubisoft Marketing has... before the product. Sure. Does that sound like something Microsoft wouldn't do? No, it doesn't. Thanks. So... Um, <laughs> We know Ubisoft has announced a bunch of their stuff. Um, we know the new Assassin's Creed game. That's been launched. Assassin's Creed yeah. Odyssey. Um, yeah. I'll give all of our listeners three guesses what time period we're going to, and none of them count. <laughs> if you don't know where Assassin's Creed Odyssey is taking place just by listening to it, um, I don't know. You're un, you're uncultured, I guess. Um, it's ancient Greece. Yay. Um, yeah, so far, yeah. they've shown us one graphic, and it was a dude doing the This Is Sparta kick to kick a dude off the edge of a building. Um, <laughs> so, like, um, but other than that, like, you're right. It's kind of paint by numbers. Um, you yeah. know, Nintendo has already come out and said they're telling us about Smash. With that, with all of that said, if all the companies come out and deliver just the stuff that they have told us they're gonna do, um, that's still a pretty rad E3. I mean, Spider Man, and you know, like The Last of Us Part Two, which we know they're gonna give us real gameplay on, and Smash, like that's a lot of good freaking games if they're all good. And Anthem looks awesome. The new Destiny expansion, we're gonna see more details on. So. I am kind of okay with <laughs> um, with it being paint by numbers, knowing full well that, that we know there's going to be like a cool indie game or two that get announced in a press conference that we like. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and by the way, I completely forgot. How could I com- have forgotten? Uh, Square Enix is going to tell us when Kingdom Hearts comes out. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 3 is, is getting a release date. Um, I don't think that it's this year, but we're getting a release date. <laughs> you know, like that's crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and a whole other season of Final Fantasy 15 DLC for your daughter to play with your husband. Because I'm right. sure you're super excited about that. Um, you know, what? I don't. I, I don't feel one way or the other. They enjoy playing that together. That's great. You know, that's great daddy time for her. <laughs> that's what? great daddy time. Just the way you said it. The way you said it. It's the inflection. It's the daddy time. Um, so I think. It's- so this is going to be crazy, um, it, even though it's boring. How about that? Is that weird? Like, it's going to be yeah. crazy, even though it's boring. Well, I mean, it, it's not really boring. Like, yeah. like you said, there are lots of really great games. It's just that we know about most of them already. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, so E3 is next week. Steven's going to be there working his butt off. So uh, pay attention to Engage Family Gaming for all your E3 updates. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they are porting Carcassonne to the Nintendo Switch. Oh, I saw that. Now, I'm just going to quietly throw this out here. If Carcassonne sells well, Carcassonne is about as safe of a board game. It's arguably just as safe as like Monopoly. Yeah. Right? Like Monopoly yeah. was a was a launch title on Switch. It played fine. I played it at Hascot. It's just freaking Monopoly. But Carcassonne is like a gamer game. You know what I mean? It's like a mm-hmm. boutique game, but it's not hard. 
right? right. Like you're just placing tiles, whatever. Um, I kind of like it because you can't Godzilla the board in the digital vo- version, whereas one person like pushes tiles to the side and just, the game's over. Um, if that sells well, whoa, baby. Because turning the Switch into a multiplayer board game device, because uh-huh. being able to just put yeah. it down on the table on its back with a touch screen, yeah. my God, the possibilities. And I, that's a whole genre that video gamers as a whole have no idea. And I could absolutely picture board gamers, especially if the library gets big enough, a certain subset Mm -hmm. of board gamers buying that just so they can have all the copies on it. You know, like if the games are cheap enough. Um, I I think that's a quietly one of the biggest announcements to come out of the pre E3 thing. That is Mm -hmm. so huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That was on Xbox. 360. It, it was, and it yeah. did okay. And yeah, it's on, yeah. It's on, and it's backwards compatible. I thought right, about yeah. buying it. Yeah, my husband and I played it together all the time. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it was lots of fun because we don't do the physical board game thing. <laughs> we do it on our TV. Too many um, but, that's totally fu- but that's totally fine, right? Because it's, yeah. you know, like, it's not like you guys don't spend time together. So it's not like, <laughs> it's, you know, you know what I mean? But the, yeah. I think that, like I said, I think that's quietly one of the biggest announcements to come out of the show. Uh, at least that's my, or out of the pre-show. Right. And who, I mean, I think that's amazing. It, 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 there's no way that that's not going to get noticed if it sells well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Car- Carcassonne is who? Regina, who does Carcassonne right now? Oh, man, I don't know. Wasn't everybody that other tech company that you guys are talking about? No. I selling no, themselves? I think Carcassonne oh, is wow. man. That's Mayfair. No. <laughs> I'm going to look it up is real it fast. As- uh, is it Z-Man? If it's Asmodee, everybody. Um, That's what I meant. Asmodee, yeah. That's the one you're talking about. Who's publishing yeah. it now? Thanks. <laughs> oh, it's Z-Man that publishes it in the United States. Um, Z-Man owns a lot. Yeah. So um, Z-Man's not quite Asmodee, but Asmodee absolutely will pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, so... Because if if this game comes out and does modestly well, um, then I can't imagine that we won't see more. Keeping in mind that there are like there is a thriving um, net, there is a thriving market for like games that are just digital versions of board games. So yeah. like the it's yeah. not like the it's not hard to get the assets in there. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Oh man, Z-Man has. I'm just on their website the looking pandemic. at this. Oh man, they have pandemic. I mean, mm. pandemic. Pandemic is and huge. Feast of Odin. Oh man, can you imagine pandemic on the Switch? That would be awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, pandemic on the Switch would be amazing. Um, that means they published Pandemic Legacy. Yes, that would do very well. Pandemic so, I mean, we could go on for hours. Um, and 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 probably put Nicole to sleep, but um, I think quietly, oh man, love letter they do love letter, oh man, love letter's awesome, yeah, okay, so um, I'm slowly beginning to think this is if if, if that sells well, yeah, forget about it, lots of board games by the end yeah. of the year, but and I can't imagine yeah. it'd be that hard to make, I mean, yeah. They're not. It's you ain't making Halo Six. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not it's not Street Fighter Five. We're talking about like little pieces. I mean, I'm sure it's hard. <laughs> I don't want. I just got to be careful because I know there are game designers yeah. stuff that listen to this, and I don't want to trivialize game development. 
but I am presuming compared to making like Final Fantasy 15, porting a board game has got to be a little bit easier. It just has right. to. <laughs> they have a choose your own adventure game. Yeah, that's new. We'll talk about that off the air. It's super rad. I had a chance to play it at Toy <laughs> really? Fair. Yeah, oh. I played it at Toy Fair. It's really that would fun. be really popular with my game group. Like because you guys are because bu- y'all old. are a bunch of dorks and we're old. <laughs> anyway, um, we're uh, so we're gonna games. I'm gonna change up the order of stuff because I didn't say this at the beginning, but we are gonna talk about some spoiler stuff um, during our movies. We're gonna talk about Westworld and Solo, but don't worry, you will have the spoiler alert alarm happen. <laughs> before you hear that stuff books and comics i am reading a series called the alchemy wars and oh my god it is amazing i love it so much um wow uh oh you know what i'm gonna go back real quick i I started playing detroit today because i had this funny thing i was gonna say is like most of my entertainment is dominated by robots this week so i'm (laughs) i'm playing robots i'm reading about robots and i'm watching robots so, um, but Detroit is cool thus far. I haven't gotten very far into it, but, um, uh, but yeah, I'm liking it so far, but this alchemy wars, um, is about robots that, you know, become self-aware and, you know, decide that they don't want to be who they have been designated to be, uh, which is a very popular theme, uh, <laughs> throughout entertainment these days. Uh, but it's really good. There's, um, it's written from two perspectives, one of, an actual one of the actual robots and then one from this uh woman who the other thing that's funny is like a steampunky type thing so it's like 1800 early 1900s but the world is like different the dutch like rule the world except for what's called new france which is in the in north america along the saint lawrence river and so the dutch are the ones that own this technology for these robots and they're still trying to you know take everything over the french are trying to figure out how they made these robots so that they can make the robots turn against the Dutch. So the the per, the point of views are one from is from the robot. One is from a French spy, who is amazing. Her character is so hilarious and so cool. I haven't read a character like this in a while that I really like as much as I like this character. So which one is the first book? It pulled up. It's called the Mechanical. The Mechanical. The mechanical? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm checking it out right now. Yeah, <laughs> my library app. As we're Yay. talking, because I need yeah. a book. So <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done with the second book. Um, it's. I mean, I'm flying through it. It's. It's really a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. I hope that it doesn't fall apart in the third book. <laughs> like that's the only thing that yeah, sometimes I'm, happens. I'm. But, uh, I'm getting this book too. Cool. This looks really good. I. Yeah. I, I was. I was going to challenge the audience to give me <laughs> a fiction you. book to read. Um. But you just did it. So um, save your recommendations because I'm going to read this because it sounds pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. I need yeah, a fiction it's book. Super cool. Because I've read way too many nonfiction books. I'm done. I want I want like, <laughs> robots and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Movies and TV. We had a few trailers. A pop lot up of them. In the, okay. A lot of trailers. Um, so let's see. Wreck It Ralph looks totally amazing. <laughs> Oh my that's god. That yeah. scene with the freaking princesses. Oh, Can we talk about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. How about Disney just owning their How about their- it, I know. just yeah. owning it? Like just like lay well, it all out here. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's just like, turn well, it on its head. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta go with this now. This is the thing, right? We'll we'll yeah. let Cinderella make her slipper into a shiv. Yeah, exactly. Right? 
perfect because that was amazing. of course that was amazing. she did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That, about it. Can I just say um, that when the pancake milkshake scene right. with the pancake milkshake, the bunny and the kitten and eating the food and he's playing the little baby game. Like, first off, I don't know that game, but I definitely know that game because I have had toddlers <laughs> with that, with apps, right? right yeah. And I could absolutely imagine myself really enjoying that game briefly. Um, but like the, <laughs> I will never forget two parts of that scene. One, the, the expressionless look of terror on that little buddy's <laughs> face when he sees the big tray and the sound design. <laughs> when he's sticking the last piece like the last pancake through its mouth before it pops. Yeah. That was so <laughs> disgusting. You know what I mean? Cause it sounded gross. Oh my God. It was so good. Um, I think yeah. that movie, I mean, just like Wreck- what Wreck-It Ralph did, which was like a send up of eighties mm-hmm. and nineties era arcade culture. Yeah. This is the send up of internet culture. Yeah. And- Oh my god! I cannot wait for that freaking movie. Like I yeah. thought, I, I thought I was done. I was like, "Oh, I'm cool. Avengers is over. I don't need to see any movies <laughs> You're for the rest good of the for year." A while. I'm, like, I'm skipping yeah. Solo. I mean, I gotta see Ant Man and the Wasp. Or like, but that's not a big deal. It's Fourth of July, and then right. I'm done. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, geez, we got Wreck and Ralph. We got yeah. more yeah. things that we'll talk about in a minute." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks very cool. I remember it just Isaac and I just loved the first movie. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere for us because we didn't really know what it was and people were talking about it and we watched it. It was totally awesome. This one looks amazing. I was a little surprised at how many of the sort of internet brands that they had oh, yeah. in the trailer. Everybody. Like Facebook, Twitter, Google, everybody is actually in there with their yeah. logos. I'm yeah. like, wow, Disney's throwing around the bucks for that. Yeah, well, if you're gonna do it, right? If you're gonna yeah, do it, yeah. they well, threw like, around the they threw around the bucks, but I mean, that's not bad product. Mm-hmm. Like that's it that's is, not it's bad. Right. Pro- that is all product placement. I mean, Pepsi yeah. pays to get their products in movies. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was maybe fund neutral. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe because that movie is going to be seen by a lot of people, and a lot of people are going to be like, "What's the Snapchat thing?" I, I mean, yeah. That are, I mean, maybe some parents that already are wondering what that Snapchat thing is, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, dude, even eBay got in on the action. I think it's just, I think it's great. I cannot yeah, wait. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be super, super cool. Um, some other trailers that, uh, well, it's just that, that one dropped today, the Spider Man one, right? Yeah. So Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which is coming this Christmas. It's an animated film. My God, I made I made us watch it before the episode right. started yeah. um, because it is that important. It is. Uh, I'm just so psyched. If you like Spider-Man, um, I, I think this might this man. This, this is the best Spider-Man Sony's ever made. Yeah. And I know that just from the trailer. I'm in all in on that. Um, go Just stop whatever you're doing. As long as you're not driving, go watch it and then come back. You'll understand why I'm like. Just in slack jawed awe. I mean, if you're driving, please don't stop at a gas station. (laughs) Podcast does not endorse you. (laughs) If you're driving, stop at a gas station and watch it and then take off again. Yeah. Um, I did that. No joke. I did that for the Pokemon stuff. Did you really? No joke. When we were at E3 last year, was it the Nintendo one you watched in the car? 
Yeah, but I wasn't driving. No, I know. I'm just and I had to <laughs> because just... I couldn't get an E3 because I left my license back at the apartment. Sorry to bring up Warwood. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I live. Uh, trust me. I might um, text you the, on Tuesday morning and just make sure you have your ID with um, you again. We have a group text going for all of us going. Uh, okay, the, yeah. make, Steve, do you have your license? <laughs> may or may not have been mentioned a handful of times already. Okay, um, good. So okay, good. You, think, you, think right, John, you think John and Jesse, of all the people you think Jesse is going to let oh, me know right, that Oh, right, Jesse. No, like Jesse is going to own you on that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, so outside, after Spider-Man, uh, Lego, Lego, the Lego movie, the second part, which is just looks awesome. Um, it's just more of the same nonsense. Chris Pratt is just such a treasure. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, he's just so stupid. You he's know what I mean? So like, dumb. He's so oh, dumb, but he's, he's so good owned, at being dumb. Yeah, he, he just owns it. He's just good um, at being yeah. dumb. It's just a thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever think he's going to get cast in something where he's not? Well, I guess he's not in the. I mean, I've never seen the a full one, but I was going to say, I guess he's not dumb in the Jurassic Park. No, he's um, real dumb movies. in the Jurassic Park movies. Oh, is he? <laughs> and he's impulsive in the Jurassic Jurassic um, Park movies. Too. So oh, okay. Star okay. Lord is goofy dumb yes yes i know that i'm just in jurassic park he's impulsive impulsive like needs to do things now like doesn't think yeah Yeah. but he's not goofy like the goofy is like just because of the the, the, that particular character but otherwise he's the same guy yeah, well, I mean, the Goofy, you know, I was, like, saying maybe he's going to get... He is, like, I a... a little bit because he started, I think this is where he, he started on Parks and Rec. Right. Right? And right. he was just... <laughs> that character was hilarious, but he was so, so stupid. Yeah, oh he's gotten God. a little better. Like, in, <laughs> yeah. in Jurassic World, he's actually, like, a scientist, a behavioral scientist working with them, like... Yeah. But he was a Marine, right. so he's kind of still, like, the... Yeah, it's just impulsive. That's how I would. He's yeah. impulsive. Yeah. Impulsive hero who's like got something to prove, so he has to go mm-hmm. like all out. You know, that is a hundred percent him. Yeah. Like okay. I think that yeah. Regina is a like a literary expert for a reason. Right. She knows characters, <laughs> and we just wa- we just watched that for my science fiction film class. So like I literally oh, just watched it two weeks ago for it's class. Smart call. So, smart call. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was you know I was debating making them because they're all you know teenagers, right? Making them watch the old Jurassic Park. Oh but, yeah. Like there's not enough story in that for us to really talk about anything. And the theme that week was supposed to be how animals are treated in science fiction. Mm. And the last person who taught it had done um, Rise of Planet of the Apes, which I had no interest whatsoever in teaching. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, how can I do this? And I'm like, oh, then that because they actually like talk about the animals' rights and whatnot uh-huh. in Jurassic World. So. There's certainly some ethical questions. There's some ethical point. questions that they bring up and and you know what they're doing and the decisions that they make. So it was actually a much more appropriate film for that, yeah. even than Rise of Planet of the Apes was. But um, it was fun to wa- to have them watch it because they all hadn't seen it too, either. Yeah, so. I love the first Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, because I read the books. Like mm-hmm. the first book is amazing. The second Jurassic Park movie, the one that was called The Lost World, terrible. Oh my god, so terrible. I wanted to get up and walk out of the movie. Like they turned the T Rex into Godzilla at the end. I was like, what are you? No, no. What? No, no. That's just wrong. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But quick side note there this is totally a tangent but when we go to see see movies we see them in the dolby um cinema thing so dolby you know they run this little thing 
before yeah. the movie starts. It's like, hey, look how awesome we are. Kind of thing. so cool. They have Jurassic World built into that now, which oh. was kind of weird to me. Interesting. I was like, because it's like, oh, the tra- I'm like, oh, good, trailers are over. <laughs> the movie's going to start. And then the Dolby thing comes, and then there's Jurassic World. I was like, what? What is happening? Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> Why? um, that's what i've decided my new like marker for your age is if you remember going to the movies and commercials weren't playing before the the trailers yes (laughs) you are old if you remember when there weren't commercials playing before the trailers the last time we were in the movie theater and i'm like i don't want to see this car commercial again like this car (laughs) dealership commercial again stop well we've been um isaac is kind of notoriously late all the time so we've actually been walking into the movies when the trailers are starting so i haven't seen very many commercials just because we're yeah it's annoying well we go to a theater where you can order food and beer because we make oh oh, yeah the one the one thing is like our date night right so you can go and they have beer and whatever and you can sit in like the nice the nice comfy chairs and whatnot so we have but you have to get there at least 10 minutes before the movie starts to order food. You can't order food after the movie begins. So right. we end up there early, but like, yeah. But now that there's reserved seating, I'm less likely to get there really early and just like get there yeah. the like 10 minute limit. But then it's 10 minutes of like talking heads of like stupid local commercials. And I'm like, right. I really don't need to see this. Nobody needs yeah. to see this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's okay. It, it happens. It happens. Was there another trailer, Stephen, that you wanted to talk about? There are two. Okay. Um, one is Christopher Robin. Oh. Um, I'm just going to literally cry for two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. I said it. You know, are, you, are you judging me? No. Um, and um, I'm just going to mention Bumblebee. Bumblebee? What is that? I don't know. It's a Transformers movie about Bumblebee. Oh, okay. Bumblebee. All right. Now I understand. So, like, (laughs) it came out, the trailer dropped yesterday, and like all the nerds on my Facebook wall were like, hey, Steve, oh my gosh, you should totally love this. It's like, it's like Bumblebee. And I was like, yeah, it's like better (laughs) than the other ones, I guess. Is it live action? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, doesn't sound very yeah. enthusiastic. Because the all. only good thing about this is that I think that this is it, and I think they're oh. rebooting Transformers. Oh, they're oh, okay, they should do that. And they're not going to have <laughs> Michael Bay do it anymore. Um, because I think that they, I think Hasbro has to know hmm. that they can make giant robot movies that will make a billion dollars in China and have them be good so they will actually make money in the United States. Like they don't have to 100% punt in the United States and North America to try and just make garbage. Cause it's not like the movies are cheap to make. So yeah. um, I hope they, re- I want them to reboot it. And I, so I, I, a peaceful end, a nice little cute Bumblebee movie. Everybody loves Bumblebee. Um, he's a bug this time, as opposed to a co- freaking Camaro whatever um so yeah i'm i'm it's it's fine i'm not gonna see it in the theaters unless like so, unless somehow like it gets 99 on like rotten tomatoes or some nonsense i'm not yeah I'm just not i can't but if you're still into transformers movies at this point watch the trailer i guess 
guess. <laughs> um, was that was that a, a solid sales pitch, guys? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't quit your day job. <laughs> That's, that's that's funny you say that. I know. Um, <laughs> which is why I said I was why I paused at first. I'm like, no, this is okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. So yeah, it's uh, but don't worry, I don't, I'm, I won't sell. Um, right. yeah, it's just, it's just, man, you know, like if this were the first movie, I'd have been all in. Right. Yeah, but yeah. because it's like the seventh, yeah. and the last four have been, I, I literally have not watched them. And like I am a huge Transformers fan, huge. Right. And nope, I have no interest. So, <laughs> it, it, let's come to a peaceful end and give it a couple of years, and then make another one with a different director. And maybe I'll and I'll watch those, no question. Spoiler alert: Solo has been getting very mixed reactions from mm-hmm. people. Really um, have. It has been. Um, it has not done well at the box office, which is kind of depressing. Um, so I liked it. I actually more than liked it. I really enjoyed it. And I think that most of the people who are not liking it so much is I think they went into it thinking it was a Star Wars movie. This is not right, a Star Wars not, movie. Yeah. It's a heist movie. Mm-hmm. And if you went in expecting the force and lightsabers and all that kind of stuff, there's none of it. None of it. Um, you see, sort of see a lightsaber at the very, very end, but there's no force anywhere in this mm, thing. Interesting. Um, yeah, it is. And it, it's, it's it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you know, his, his character like, was not, yeah. Yeah, like he and, knew what the force was in the first movie, but he wasn't like, that's what was his big reveal at the end was him saying, may the force be with you to Luke, right? Right. Like, that yeah, was yeah. the big thing. Yeah. So yeah, and the other thing too that I'm hearing from people is like, oh, there wasn't enough substantial character development, and I'm like, Han Solo is not a leaf. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, exactly. In the he's got as deep as he needs to be in the Force Awakens. Like that's as deep as Han Solo needs to be. Mm-hmm. And then people are you know ragging on the actor. I think he did a really good job having a super hard. Yeah, can you thing imagine that he like, had to a, do? Yeah, it, yeah. I, I I felt that way for Ian McGregor when he stepped in Alan McGuinness's shoes and then yeah. tried to do some poor sap sour imitation of yeah. him and that was horrible. Like you need yeah. to make it your own. And that's one of the things that I've heard is that he actually did a good job. He did adapting it to like creating a character based on it that you could see the connection, but he wasn't impersonating right. him. Right? Yes, exactly. That's I thought he did do. a wonderful job. Yeah. Um, there's a nice little um, tidbit in there. That's kind of like uh, screw you, George Lucas. And that there's a, a Han shot first um, uh-huh. segment in there. Nice. <laughs> um, I, I told you Regina that um, Thandie Newton, the actress who plays Maeve mm-hmm. on Westworld, is in there. She's yes. only in there a little bit. It's kind of disappointed. Isaac even said that. I was like, I wish she was in there a yeah, little more. I love her. Um, and then Kira, who is the female lead, is played by Amelia Clark. Yeah. Targaryen. And that was like the test for me was going in. I'm like, okay, can this actress, can she be more than Daenerys? Right. Like, that's what I was really curious to see because I'm such an expert. <laughs> <laughs> i've seen her in every scene I, multiple times yes multiple times um and she did good she did a good job and her character fascinating i want a whole movie about her character nice like yeah it was really really cool i mean the other things you see lando and you know 
as silly as it is, there are things that that this movie just delivered things that I wanted to see. I mm-hmm. wanted to know how he met Chewbacca. I wanted to know how he ended up wa- winning the Millennium Falcon off of Lando. Right. You know? And it shows you those things. They could be right. like, you know, boring, you know, check the box type things, but they right. were interesting. The only thing that was dumb was how he got his name, the solo name, which was mm-hmm. completely stupid. Um, but the rest of it, I thought, I thought was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And I don't really understand people's like, really strongly negative reactions to it and i guess um some of it could be star wars fatigue that's been yeah that's what that's what everybody that's what the internet is tossing around now it's been too much in too short a time which i can kind of understand because i remember i had a very visceral reaction uh when we were watching the force awakens to having not because i didn't get to see the original i'm not that old i didn't get (laughs) to see the original trilogy in the theaters and Uh so I saw it when they reissued it, but that was like terrible. Wow. Um, you know, I, I remember seeing yeah. Return yeah. of the Jedi in the yeah. theaters. I saw, well, I was a baby when the first right. one came out, right. but I was in the theater. I technically saw, quote unquote, yeah, so my husband, my husband was the like two weeks old on his mom's lap, like right. you know, yeah. see, seeing the first movie. Yeah. Um, but I remember them pretty much. This will date me also from watching them on Betamax. Betamax, <laughs> not VHS for you whippersnappers who don't know anything about videotape. There were actually two videotape formats back in the day. And we chose poorly. <laughs> so we had a Betamax and I remember watching them on Betamax for, you know, every day after school until I had chunks of dialogue memorized, but yeah. I hadn't seen a new star Wars movie in the, in the theater since the, you know, since um, they had reissued the original. Um, uh-huh. I guess I saw those, the first episodes one through three, but we speak not of them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, during force awakens, like I had this visceral reaction just to hearing the opening music. I know me too. You're, like in the like, theater, yeah. like I, <laughs> yeah, I got teary eyed and I like got choked up and I'm like getting choked up thinking about it. Just that like wash over me of like, oh my God, I'm watching Star Wars and this is yeah. a new story. And that like sensation and I, you know, I didn't have that at Rogue One and I didn't have right. it at um, yeah, The Last Jedi. Like it just, it just, it's just kind of faded because it's like so much now. It's like every year there's something new mm-hmm. and I don't dislike them. I just feel like I'm I don't have that like, oh, yes, I want a Star Wars. I'm so excited about Star Wars. Like, I'm more excited about Game of Thrones, which is still making me wait another year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. That's actually as I mean, it hasn't been a success, unfortunately. But I think that having Solo not be your typical Star Wars movie was a good yeah, it yeah. Should, it's how it should be because if they made it, then yeah. everybody, you know, if they made it into a Star Wars movie and they made it about the Force or whatever, then everybody would be complaining about that too. They'd be like, yeah. "This wasn't, he wasn't in this, and this isn't this, and then that." Because I hate yeah. to say it, but Star Wars fans are the absolute worst. I'm sorry, <laughs> guys, and I include myself in as a Star Wars fan, but they've run, I can't think of her name, the actress who played Rose in The Last Jedi just deleted her, you know, Instagram account because she had been like trolled so hard by fans who were defending their fandom from her. It's like, screw you guys. Like, I'm sorry. Get over yourselves. Just Um, I said it. I mean, I said it on Facebook. Fandom is a disease. It's Um, horrible. And it's just straight up like, because the idea is, 
for whatever reason, people have decided that loving something means that you own it. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is problematic in a number of ways um, when you extend that to things. But like they don't own Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. is owned yep. is not owned by anyone. Right. It, like I don't like the new Transformers. I hate them. I mm-hmm. love Transformers, but I hate the Bayformers things. Um, you know what they do whenever they put out a really crappy Transformers movie? I watch the hell out of something else, right? right. Like I started <laughs> watching Star Wars because they didn't right. make any good Transformers movies. It's not like there's nothing to watch. Right. If, it was, right. if you got one movie a year right, ever for anyone and it was bad, okay, well, that's different. But like, it's not. There's movies coming out every freaking month. Um, yeah. And Star Wars is very clearly compartmentalized for fans. It's super easy. Right. There's an older trilogy that was produced in the 70s and 80s that's perfect for, in and of itself, right? Y'all yep. can love them. Right. There are the prequels who are generally hated, except by people who were children when they came out. Right. The spoiler alert, Star Wars is for children. <laughs> I repeat, Star Wars is for children. <laughs> Avengers is for children too. Yes, there are grown-up themes and stuff, but like these movies are designed to be enjoyed and loved by 10-year-olds. Right. Except for Solo. Except for Solo, but Solo is not, not a case. Star Wars movie. Anna, right. Not a fan. And she liked the other Star Wars movies. But, but Solo's not a Star Wars movie. I know, you not, literally yeah. just spent five minutes yeah. explaining that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so case in point, right? Like the prequels yeah. existed and children who were around that time absolutely love it. And now there are new movies who are made for a different audience. Some and and there's obviously there's the Venn diagram, right? Because we all know how that yeah. works. If you only like the old ones and the new ones suck, then stop watching them. You still have the three original movies that were life-changing and you can quote them all and have your tattoos and your merch and all your shenanigans. But the the new movie's existence does not change the fact that those were, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same way with all sorts of crap. It's like, come on, guys, just stop. Um, Funny how... um, it, it is it's just it's just it's really annoying <laughs> that it's really freaking annoying the way that they that these freaking imbeciles do this stuff it's just, yeah yeah guys just let people like things right and find yeah. some new junk yep. you know like find some new crap um yeah. right, get, well, a that was a rant. get, yeah. get, get right. a new one go yep. larping <laughs> Like, go do something with your time. It's just yeah. the, go write a book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that the girl that played Rose is so nice. I know. Yeah. So yeah. sweet. And I but, love and, Rose. And she's not the character. Like, like Oh, and that's the other this, thing. This is the thing she that drives me character. nuts. She's not the character. She's just the actress who plays the character. And so she the was paid. Like, yeah. She was paid to do yeah. that. Yeah. Because they wanted her. Yeah. Like, if you're mad, I guess get mad at directors, I guess, or writers. I guess if you're going to get mad, I guess that's fine. Get mad at Disney in general. That's fine. Being People have been mad at Disney for decades. Right. Now, the, of the three people on this podcast, two of us have been mad at Disney for decades. <laughs> I mean, so it's okay to be mad at Disney. They're a big, faceless organization. Neither of you are writing hate mail to the people that animated Cinderella. Right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's not their fault. <laughs> and, and this poor girl, all she wanted, I mean, she got offered a part in a movie. 
in a Star yes. Wars movie. Any one of us would have right. taken. Yeah. No yeah. one. And all these people that are like, oh man, you destroyed blah, blah, blah. Shut up. If they remember. offered you money to be in a Star Wars movie, even if you thought it was garbage, you would have done it. Shut your face. I think I think it was one of the actresses from Desperate Housewives who had had a plot line where she had cheated on her husband. And she talked about how she was in the grocery store and someone threw oranges at her. Oh, my God. And it's that kind of stuff. Like, these people are not their characters. Like, I I remember having to defend Will Wheaton to a friend of mine because on the Big Bang Theory, he's a jerk, right? Oh, he's a heel. He's 100% a heel on the Big Bang Theory. (laughs) And she's like, but he's not nice on the... And I'm like... He's a character. Okay, like I, yeah. he's playing. I get it. It's his name, and that might be a little confusing. But he's playing a character, yeah, himself, not himself. She's like, oh, but he's such right. a jerk on The Big Bang Theory, and I'm like, he's a heel. Yeah. That's not he's who a he heel. is. Like, he's a heel. Yeah, yeah. There's been. I haven't oh, heard of any like direct funny. cases, but I've heard it sort of secondhand through interviews with other mm-hmm. actors. Is that um. Uan Rayon and Jack Gleason. Uan Rayon plays Ramsey Bolton. Jack mm-hmm. Gleason played Joffrey Baratheon. Apparently, they get lots of crap in the street too. Yeah, I don't. I believe they. I would. I wouldn't be surprised. Talk about terrible characters. You know, so you know who ever, Can I tell you something? You know who everybody loves? Dwayne Raymond? Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Oh yes, they do. Um, people love them some Dwayne Johnson. As yes. a wrestling fan, can I tell you that the terror that was the corporate champion? Because he was a heel for like two years. He was such a jerk. He was so <laughs> bad. And everybody loves him. But for some right. reason, people give Will Wheaton bad crap yeah. for being a jerk a little bit on the big. Right. What's weird about it is he's a jerk, but he still brought them to freaking William Shatner's house to a Star Wars party. Right. Like, right. Exactly. Like he got them. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, the whole thing is just, I'm sorry, fandom is, we're taking a tangent, but fandom yeah. is a disease. Yeah. Yeah. I will plug, um, plug real quickly the article on the Geek Embassy. Who wrote that? Was it Max? Regina? Yes. Your fandom, what is it? Your fandom doesn't belong to belong you? To you. No, that was Dante. Oh, Dante. Dante. Sorry. Sorry, Dante. There's yeah. an awesome article and it, you know, hits those points. You yeah. Know, he was just perfectly. like, which was inspired by a conversation on the Slack channel of the Geek Embassy. Just oh. for a little background information <laughs> on that, we had a conversation one day and he's like, I'm going to write an article about this. And I'm like, okay, just make sure all parties involved yeah. know before you publish it. That's all I ask. Right. But, yes. And yeah. The Slack, yeah. Uh, Geek Embassy Slack channels. Can be amusing. Oh yes, it sure. I can. don't. I don't post in there a lot, but I kind of <laughs> lurk. <laughs> I had a feeling. I thought about that the other day. I can't remember what we were talking about. And I'm like, I wonder if people just read these because there's a couple of really quiet. Actually, Stephen and Nicole are both reasonably quiet in our Slack. So I wasn't yeah. sure if you're just not Slack aficionados or if you're just like I'm just going to read this and watch the. Well, both. I, I, don't, I, usually, I, don't, I don't check it like all the right. time, but yeah. I'll go in at like the end of the day and be like, oh, I haven't looked in there. You know, yeah. the, the tab in my window will have a little asterisk telling me that somebody right. posted something new. Yeah. So I'll go in and look. Um, but you, I mean, it's yep. it can be amusing at times. It's, yes, it yes. sure can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just have too many Discord channels, so I get right. very distracted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so that's Star Wars. Uh, let us know what you think of Solo. Even if you didn't like it, that's fine. Yep. I'll argue with you. No, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Like I said, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I'm sad it's not doing 
well at the box office because there's more of a story to be told there. Right. And I know I think they originally were going to make another one, but maybe they won't now. Um, we'll just have to see. But like I said, Kira, I want a movie about Kira. She's, yeah. She's just awesome. Her character is fascinating. Um, okay, so other spoiler stuff. Uh, Westworld, we're past the halfway mark now. That was episode seven Gosh. this week, right? Was it yeah. episode seven? Okay, yeah. So yeah. we only had a few more to go. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 really picked up. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was like I was telling Chris about it because he watched season one and – I had lots of theories, of course, at the end of season one. Yeah. And I just had to be like, yep, I, one came back. I got I got one right. I'm yeah. like, it took seven episodes for me to get to it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still um it's a little confusing in places, but yeah. we're kind of learning why is because the major POV is Bernard. Yeah. And there are multiple <laughs> Bernards. Yeah, that's got to be what's And his memories are coming through at multiple yeah. places in time. Because yeah. there is a thing last night where, you know, he ran into Ford in, right. in the Westworld thing. And he told him to destroy the, you know, the computer or whatever that would put De- um, Dolores in charge. Right. And I'm like, crap, that's before she shot him. Right. Like, that was his, like, burn it all down, which yeah. is also cool. Anthony Hopkins has been in the last couple episodes. I know. Thank awesome. goodness, because so, I missed him. Yeah. I missed him. Yeah. So, um, so other stuff that we haven't talked about is Maeve um, has the ability to control yes. other hosts. Although, we got an interesting thing in this last episode that it seems like the the ones who have more of a story Mm-hmm. around them are a little bit harder control to control because she really had to talk to um is his name lawrence the guy that was hanging out with uh with william the man oh Black. yes yeah the, um, she had to she had to work him a yeah. little bit he, he had a little bit more free will so she had to yeah. like really yeah and i wonder yeah. if that's partially it's so i feel like a lot of it is tying back to this is pretty obvious to William and um, you know, Ford having said that William was the reason why he wrote the game, this game. So I'm wondering if the characters that William has heavily influenced Uh are harder for her to Mm. drive. Yeah. Because there's some sort of interference that William's narrative is, is having on everybody else yeah speaking of what she was bleeding to death the last time we saw him I know. So it'll be interesting you to know, see what happens yeah he's, he's not dead yet i think his daughter's gonna i don't think we talked about that yet no but his daughter his real life reveal. daughter has popped out into yeah. uh, into the game she wanted to get him out of there right um because she and thinks then, he's been too obsessed and he yeah. like he ditches her yeah, yeah he ditches daughter. her overnight and leaves her with one and takes the party that he's go- he's with. Yeah. Um, she was interesting because like it's she's not introduced as his daughter, of course, because right. Westworld has this whole bait and switch thing. But yeah. what I found fascinating about her character was she had to shoot the guy before she'd sleep with him because she didn't right. want to sleep with anybody who was she didn't want to sleep with any hosts. So she's, yeah, I have to confirm that you're really human and this is only going to sting for a little bit and it'll be worth it. Right. So. Yeah. It's like this is fascinating. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I don't want to sleep with you if you're a host. So it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure she is going to. She's going to find William and yeah, you know, yeah, patch him up or or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, there was more. Uh, not so. I mean, Dolores is still kind of a. Um, I'm not sh- quite sure how I, don't I feel know what about she. Her. I don't know how I feel about her either. She's but like, seeing her back with her card. her dad, quote unquote, again. 
is kind of, but she knows about like the key. Okay. So anybody who, I mean, I assume people have watched the episodes if they're listening to this. Right. <laughs> but if you haven't, Abernathy is super important because he is the only host that has a decryption, is a decryption key or some type yeah. of unlock key in his yeah. Uh, in his head. Right. So that's why he's so important. Like we were speculating that maybe he's actually one of the real people. Right. They had, they put um, yeah. Del- Delos's uh, consciousness in him and he was a vehicle yeah. to get it out of the park. Um, yeah. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, Although it does to seem to be the driving forces that they're trying to figure out how to get humans into the. Yes. Which yeah. makes sense. I was kind of, um, I was kind of looking forward to what's her name, Charlotte Hale. Yeah, or like see or whatever she is. Yeah, Dolores was about ready to like slice her up. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. She got interrupted by her dad. She totally got, and then she ran off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is getting dark. Like, <laughs> yeah, because she didn't come at her with a gun. Like she had a knife, and she was about to cut her open. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Maeve's kind of situation now is interesting mm-hmm. too, because, yeah. um, you know, she's always been strong and everything, but like you really, she, you're getting the, the, the trying to rescuing her daughter has mm-hmm. really, really affected her um, yeah. even negatively now. But yeah. I was curious to see, and it, they, they didn't show it, how she was actually going to react when she saw that there was another mother, which just they, makes sense. They the showed mother, that. Yeah, they showed it, but she didn't really seem to, react to it that I much? think mostly because she got interrupted oh, um, okay, yeah. because the the bad guys come in sweep in at that moment and she doesn't like she's in the like emotional processing of it and yeah. when she gets swept away by the um the natives yeah um and so I think that she, that that was sort of truncated because I kept thinking about that the entire time she was searching for her daughter thinking about the fact that there's nothing that says that her daughter is having any kind of emotional attachment to her. Like there's no, there's no two way street here in terms of her daughter remembering that, you know, she missed her mom because, you know, the likelihood was that they would just program a new host into that story. Yeah. Yeah. At one point the writer, uh, when he was talking to her was like, they thought that her character was wasted on home setting and that's right. where they made her like, um, you know, the madam right. uh, in the saloon. So, I mean, at that point you think, well, definitely they're going to add somebody else. In yeah. There. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she I had yeah, a similar yeah. look to how she looked like she had the long natural hair and yeah. she was wearing the same outfit and that kind of thing. Oh, we hadn't talked about like Shogun world. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Where they had the exact same story just with <laughs> different characters. And my and one all realized that, like, wait yeah, a second. They start like putting us. it together and it was yeah. it was so funny. But what I realized it was really smart storytelling because I was so much more attached to the characters in Shogun World because of their backstories and their history in the other world. Yeah. Like the yeah. attachments, there was only two episodes that we really saw them in, yeah. but I was much more attached to them because of their characters in um, Westworld. Mm. So that was really smart move in terms of like crafting the story, um, you know, not to just play on like how they were constructing the worlds, but to yeah. also play on like how you connect um, yeah. your, your audience to the characters. It was, it was clever. So yeah, and also the end of that um, too, which basically showed that not all the hosts want to 
yeah. want to leave the world. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. Because they stayed. They stayed yeah. and they're like, this is our place. You know, we yeah. don't want to go. And that's the first time we've seen any of the, like this season, we've seen any of the hosts mm-hmm. be like, no, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be a part of this. Yeah. So. But they were also the only ones that had been asked to leave their own world. Yeah. You know? yeah because the Westworld are leaving their world to go to yeah. the outside world, which is what they were asking them to do essentially. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a one-way road. They had to go back to Westworld to get out again. So, yeah, interesting. it was interesting. That, yeah, yeah. The emotional type stuff that they're trying to build up with mm-hmm. these characters, like when they had Dolores talking to her father and sort of remembering like their house and yeah. what they did then, and how this you know was was actually a, a good memory. Well, they had her. to do something like that with her because she was so freaking ruthless. I had right. I had my empathy for for her was completely nil. It still is really low because she's yeah. making some really vicious decisions, and so. I'm I'm not sure how it's going to come around for her if it's going to come around. If yeah. I'm going to be back to rooting for her, I'm just at this point I'm still like I'm not really sure what the end game is here. Like I yeah. understand is get out, but you know, when they destroy the yeah. cradle and their backups and I mean, I guess I can understand wanting to destroy a backup of your consciousness. Yeah. When you want to control who you are, but I don't know. Yeah. Just- the nice twist that um wasn't uh this week's episode, I think it was the episode before where, I mean, this was happening even in the first season where Bernard is talking to Dolores and, you know, they're having their like weekly chats or whatever. And you see it this time that it's actually Dolores is the one. Yeah. She's mentioning him. All motor functions. I was like, what? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was was pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the whole Bernard, like, I don't even know how many Bernards. Yeah. They have to be multiple. It's so, that's, yeah, that was the only thing when I, I have to rewatch the most recent, I might watch the most recent two episodes to get a handle on it. Cause at this point, I'm kind of like, I'm not really sure where I am here. Yeah. I think that the whole reason that they showed in this last episode, the sort of closet full of Bernards, was was to to kind of give you a clue that this is why everything is so scattered and and not making sense is because yeah. when you see bernard you don't know which bernard you're actually you're looking at yeah. Seeing. yeah 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 so so it's getting good yeah. three more episodes left i think yeah it's a 10 it's a 10 yeah it's 10, i yeah, thought they yeah. did like their yeah their standard things yeah. so yep we got three more episodes left um of westworld yeah. so um man yeah. i'm gonna watch after that you have to start go. really, really pining for games. Yeah. You should go watch <laughs> The Handmaid's Tale. I know. We don't have Hulu, though. I, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, yeah. You should get it for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it's, what I've heard. It's brutal, but, man, it's good. It's yeah. It's, um, yeah. So, yeah, but speaking of Game of Thrones, I think we're going to get our um, – I'm expecting the first tease, at least teaser trailer to pop during Comic-Con. Because yeah, that's I know what – yeah. Yeah, they're having a panel, so yeah. um, so yeah, something's got to come. Something, most of them, yeah. uh, most of the filming is done. Um, you know, Amelia Clark has been making the round, the press rounds right. for Solo, and she Solo, has said yeah. that she is done. Yeah, filming. Yeah. So if she's done, right, then pretty much everybody has Should got be. to be yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so that means that they've they've got a ton of footage. I mean, obviously they wouldn't have any of the posts. You know, there won't be any dragons or anything right. cool like that in the footage. Well, I don't know how long it would take to add that. Um, but they would have something to show. I mean, and even the, the trailers, I'm trying to think back now, I think it was season six. They had a few different teasers that really didn't have anything 
shown in them except for some VO. So like there was the one of like the Stark banner. It was like ripped and like, you know, waving in the wind right. like it was on a battlefield. And you heard Ramsey's voice say, Winterfell is mine. Come and see. Right. It's so terrible that I know all these trailers. So there was a couple like that for season six, which they didn't even have to do anything for. And that line that um that line he doesn't even say that like in his voice of the line he writes it in the letter but he doesn't actually say it right so, um so they don't even need anything special like that mm. um so i mean obviously i would want more than that but yeah mm. <laughs> shouldn't count on getting any more than yeah. that yeah keep your expectations in check yeah don't be surprised if it's just some sort of landscape with logo or something like that <laughs> flash of a couple of characters yeah, a little cleavage, a little cleavage maybe, <laughs> maybe a shot of a sword. It kind of passed that a little bit though. Yeah, I mean, really, how, last season there wasn't much. No, there at wasn't. All. That's true, but that's because they've moved out of the brothels. Like that's the reason why there were always so many because everything was happening for Littlefinger, and Littlefinger was running the brothels. So yeah. Oh, we have a let's put that in the brothel. Yeah, and we have a conversation that you've had. Let's put it in the brothel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay well i think that's it then yeah. um thanks so much for listening if you have questions comments or any other feedback send us an email geekingmoms at gmail.com regina is head geek at the geek embassy thegeekembassy.com at the geek embassy uh what else is going on at the geek uh, embassy? we have an episode that was slightly delayed thanks to technical difficulties you might have also seen mentioned on this slack <laughs> channel uh somebody fell asleep um <laughs> and so we've had a delayed our deadpool 2 episode was delayed because somebody fell asleep oh that somebody was me yeah um, <laughs> so we're a little behind but we learned a few important lessons so <laughs> I, I feel like the fact that my my may term class destroyed me um is a good learning experience for all of us right. so Look, keep an eye out for um, the Geek Embassy Watches Deadpool 2. Uh, as always, Nicole has content about, uh, right now, writing about reunions for Game of Thrones. Well, that's, that's one. Seeing. I'm not going to do all of them. I have okay. another idea for this week. But, okay, um, good, good. But there, there will be lots of those. There will be some of those coming in the future. Yeah, like, same. Especially, uh, especially Arya, because she's yes. been so detached from everybody. Yes. Um, yeah, seeing so, yeah. her get back to everybody. Yeah, so um, yeah. so keep an eye out for for those articles. And I don't I don't have an episode planned yet, but look for another Game on Girl episode in the next couple weeks too. So cool. Yeah, Steven is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com. They're going to be blowing up with E three news next week, right, Steven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. So um, this is what I would recommend. So our content plans involve a number of things, but um, if you want to be like all in with us, you want to follow us on Instagram. That's engaged family gaming. You want to follow us on Twitter. That's at EF gaming. And you want to follow um, our Facebook page. That's engaged family gaming on Facebook. Um, if you really are down, you probably already listen to the podcast. Um, we're going to be putting out five episodes of the podcast next week. One every day. We did hear your feedback. They were too long last year. They will be a half hour each day. So it'll be nice and quick. You get it done on your commute to work. It'll be fine. Um, also that content will be posted up on YouTube so that you can, uh, consume it that way. If you so choose, um, 
And yeah, those are the biggest ways. Um, the other thing that I don't know that I told both of you guys is I have a new YouTube channel. Mm. Oh. Um, uh, I did this on a dare, but I'm throwing this out there because I, uh, I want, uh, I'm just, you know, looking for, looking for those subs, you know, um, my, uh, so, but here's the game we're going to play. I'm going to tell you the name of my channel and you're going to tell me what I do. Um, my, my, <laughs> my YouTube channel is called raising the bar. Okay. That's really generic. <laughs> yeah. It, but it is also perfect. Is it adult? <laughs> is it adult games? Like <laughs> not adult games. Like I'll give you a hint. Pants it, has off. Liter- it has literally nothing to do with video games or board wow. games for that matter. Nothing oh. to do with gaming. Well, you don't. Does it have drink, to do with so... your candy bar review the other day? Um, yes. Ah. <laughs> I review candy bars. I so- was like, I know it's not drinking because Steven doesn't drink. So nope, I don't. Um, so I have a channel, it's called Raising the Bar, um, and, uh, there's only one video on it, but it is my review of the Reese's Outrageous. Um, I don't know if you saw that originally, he went live on Facebook reviewing this thing, and I, like, it popped up in my notifications, like, Steven's live, but it didn't say the little thing in the window, said that what you were reviewing, so that's why I was like, oh, Steven's live, he must be talking about games, and I clicked on it, and he's talking about a candy bar. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, what the hell are, what the hell is going on, and you know what, here's the thing, um, on that video, so (laughs) I was like, forget about it. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Gonna so my sister it. texted me on Saturday. That was Friday. On Saturday, my sister texted me and was like, "Hey, did you put that up on YouTube yet?" And I'm like, "I can't put it on my EFG channel. That's stupid." She's like, "We'll make a new one, duh." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> um, I also would like to think that that me that now that I am a, uh, have a, I produce lots of content about games and now also about food. I think that puts all I need to do is find like a hyper conservative friend to ask them questions. And then I'm basically Greg Miller jr. (laughs) (laughs) Only older, less charismatic, but like I'm there. (laughs) You You have the glasses. I do have the glasses. I do have the glasses. I'm also loud and obnoxious. Just not quite as loud and obnoxious. But, um, you know, but he's a special kind of loud and obnoxious. Um, His wife is lovely, though. I met her at PAX. So, so yeah, so that's my last thing. Um, But that's really more of a joke. But if you want to follow it, follow it. I'm going to review candy bars every week. I have to figure out which one I'm going to do next. Nice. I'm going to let my seven-year-old pick it. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) it's going to be fun. All right, cool. Um, Okay, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back with you in two weeks with lots and lots of E3 news. Bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.